Scream! 
My friend, Pastor Andrew, his church overcame Ebola. Also, they're ministering to kids now that lost their parents, right? Both parents died in the Ebola uh, plague that came. And then also, he's, he feeds the poor. He started a number of churches in West Africa. And uh, he's an apostolic leader. And I believe that he had a word for us. So I've asked him, to, I'm going to split my time with him. So he's going to come and preach. We're going to respond to what that word is. I know in my spirit. There's something we got to respond to. Then I have a word from the Lord in light of all that's going on. But come on up, Pastor Andrew. Give him a hand from Sierra Leone, South Africa. West Africa, thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. We exalt you, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. It's you. You are the King. You are the Lord. You are the Almighty Lord. We thank you for this day. Thank you, Daddy, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You guys have a wonderful pastor. Pastor David and Shirley, God bless you. This is an honor for me to be here and sharing your time. It's amazing. I saw the honor of God in this church. You honor Jesus all over this place. God love that. Amen? Two days ago, the Lord gave me a word for you. The Lord says you are pregnant with revival. Hallelujah. So you're, you're going to give back very soon. Revival is going to break in this place. Hallelujah. Amen? You know, the first day I met with uh, Pastor David, while we were praying over the map, I saw a fall, like the water coming down from this huge mountain. Instead of water coming, I saw oil coming down. It's oil coming down. And the flags here represent that this oil, this revival that God is going to release in this place, is going to go to all the nations, all the nations all around. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a blessing and a honor to be with you this morning. Amen. I'm Pastor Andrew Cisse, and I lead the ICE ministry in Sierra Leone. And the Lord has opened a major door of partnership between uh, Sierra Leone and Morningstar. So I'm really excited about that. Amen. The Lord connects me to Morningstar through a lovely brother friend of mine. He's called Chris Cheney. He has come over to Sierra Leone a few times, and so when he moved, he was in California. When he moved to Caroline, I came and visited him, so the Lord opened the door, and it's amazing. Amen. And I've met some few great friends, meet Willie and his family. They are here. God bless you guys for coming with me. It's been amazing. It's been fun. This, what God is doing these last days, he's, he's working with teams. God is working through partnership these days because we don't have time. Time is not in our favor. Because what God wants to do is so great. And he has already prepared. He has already prepared. All we need to do is to be sensitive to what God is about to do. Hallelujah. 
The message I want to share with you this morning, it says preparation for revival. Say with me, preparation for revival. Hallelujah. And God is going to prepare us because he had great things in store for us. Hallelujah. Now is the time. There is no time left anymore. Now is the time. The time is now. Hallelujah. The time is now. The time is now when everything we do is going to move to another dimension of what we've used to. Our worship is no longer just be comfortable for the church, but it's going to begin to affect communities. It's going to begin to affect people who are driving 100 kilometers away. God is going to do something about the wave. God is going to use everything these days to bring out his power and his glory. Hallelujah. Amen. And the world is going to think we are crazy, but it's okay. It's okay to be crazy for God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Revival, it's God's agenda. It's not man's agenda. It's in the Father. It's his agenda. And all we need to do is just come in agreement with what he's doing. It is his dream. And we're coming in agreement, say, Daddy, this is what you want, but we are in agreement with you. Do it through us. Great as he is, he don't want to do it alone. He needs Pastor David. He needs the church. He needs you. He needs me to come in agreement. And that's how the message is going to reach out to the world. That's how the Muslims are going to come to Jesus. Hallelujah. That's how non-Christians are going to be attracted to God because of what God is doing. Hallelujah. Amen. I have three points, I mean four points I want to talk to you very quick. Hallelujah. God is preparing the church for revival. Remember when Peter was captured and the church were praying. And while the church was praying, God answered their prayer. And when Peter shows up, the church was acting on, in unbelief. But they were praying for God to do something. And when God did something, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't handle it. Hallelujah. So what God is saying, if we are preparing for the move of God, we are preparing for revival... We have to be up to what God is doing. Why? God is doing supernatural stuff these days. God is doing things that are going to blow your mind off. Hallelujah. When you say in Jesus' name, it's not just going to touch people here. It's going to affect people outside other states. That's what God wants to do. When you declare salvation, when you declare healing in your community, it's not just affecting your community, but it's affecting the entire surrounding. Hallelujah. I feel like God is going to release or put an extension cord on the church. So when you said, amen, 
It's Rieko in Africa. Hallelujah. Amen. And Africa also say, in Jesus' name. In Rieko in Mexico. Hallelujah. And very soon, the whole earth begins to sing, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because that's what the Father is doing. First thing we need to prepare. It's limitation. The enemy always creates limitation. I've never seen any man that had a God, in God vision in him that ever thinks in his ability they can do it by themselves. In other words, everything that God tells you to do, it's something that is bigger than what you can handle. So that is enough to, to scare you off, which is okay. Hallelujah. I said, if, if it's something that you can do, then God is not involved. But if something that is bigger than you, then it must be God. Hallelujah. Amen. So if the enemy begins to bring limitation in your mind, know that this is from God. Hallelujah. Because one of the things he wants to attack, it's your mind. Telling you, you don't have the, you, you will not be able to do it. Why? Because it's not time yet. The Lord is saying, now is the time. Now is the time. It's the time for revival. It's the time for expansion. It's the time for salvation. The world needs salvation this time more than ever before. Now is the time. And we are excited to be part of it. So the enemy will come with all kinds of threatening in our mind. No, it can't be. But it is. Romans 12 verse 2 says, it said, don't be conformed to this world. But be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. I realize when God begins to walk with you or walk in your life, the first thing that he's trying to get rid of is to change the way you think. Because if your mind is not changed and transformed, you will not be able to walk in what God has intended for you to walk. Because you come in with your old mindset into this new kingdom perspective and what God wants to do in your life. Hallelujah. To conform to this world is to become part of this world. To conform is to put yourself in a box, put yourself in a cage. We are, you cannot move from what God wants you to move. God don't want us to be conformed. He wants our mind to be transformed. When he says, son, you will change the world. You say, yes, daddy. Hallelujah. We have a big God. Don't let your present situation stop what God wants to do. Oh, yes, I'm in Africa, but I'm telling you, I have a very big vision. Why? Because my daddy, there is no limitation in him. Hallelujah. We have to believe God for the supernatural. We cannot go before God with poverty mindset, poverty limitation. God said, take the world for Jesus. And you have to say, yes, I'm in agreement. Hallelujah. I see how the enemy attacks the mind of God's people. And when your mind is in cage, you cannot make difference outside because you are caged in your mind. 
due to what you've gone through in life, your limitation, what you've experienced. It is true I don't have money, but it's also true that God can use me to change the world. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I don't want to think how it's going to happen. All I do, the Bible says, believe. Believe, it says. Revival is coming to this place. Believe it's going to happen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Transformation. This place is going to be a center. We are going to train leaders, missionaries, to send them across the nations. You better believe it because it's going to happen. You have no choice but to believe. Hallelujah. I'm feeling the fire of God in this place. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Secondly, you have to be heavily minded. Say to your neighbor, say you have to be heavily minded. Heavily minded. The Bible says in heaven, the street is gold. On earth, people are suffering, killing themselves. War have been breaking parts of other nations because of resources. The Bible says in heaven, the street is gold. That's the mindset of heaven. You walk on gold. When you walk on gold, means you are in charge. You control. You talk big. You say things big. That's our God. Hallelujah. If we have to see revival, believe in revival, we have to speak. This nation will transform. All the Middle East will know Jesus. We declare the Middle East, Syria, and all those places. Revival will break in those places. Because we are seated in Christ in heavenly places. The Lord told me, he says, I wonder how many people know the power and the authority that God has put in them. It says in Genesis, God creates man in his image and in his likeness. Man is the only thing on earth reflect God in everything. In the power, in the dominion, man. We are created in the image, not in the image of animals, but in the image of the creator. Not only that, he gave man power to dominate. Hallelujah. So man is representing God on earth. Hallelujah. We represent God on earth. God is the one that says, let there be day and let there be night. Meaning we have been given authority to declare things to happen. It will happen. Because we have God, the genes of God in us. When we declare, it happens. What happened in Genesis? God said, there be light, and there was light. The Bible didn't say God was a little bit worried because the place was dark, so he has to worry what to do. The Bible said, he said, let there be light, and there was. And you are, the, you are created in the image and in the likeness of God. Begin to speak to your community. Begin to speak in your home. Begin to speak over your kids. Declare the word of God. The Lord told me, he says, my people are not declaring the word. When you declare the word, it will come to pass. Because the word is a person. The word of God is a person. The Bible says when the children of Israel, we are sick. The Bible says he sent forth his word. 
to heal their disease. When you have need, God sent his word. When you need revival, he sent his word. When you need breakthrough, he sent his word. When you need deliverance, he sent his word. When you need revival, he sent his word. The word of God is a person. The word of God is life. In Isaiah 55, he said, The word which comes out of my mouth will not return to me void, but has the power to fulfill what I have declared. What is your situation? The church needs to come back to the place where we need to speak. The church needs to come back to the place where we will be heavily minded. Heavily minded. You see yourself in heaven. Declare what you see in heaven. It says, on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Is your situation looks like heaven? No. Then go to heaven and declare what you see there on earth. Hallelujah. Simple as it is. Simple as it is. Most Christians you see grumbling. It's because they are not speaking the word of God. Because the word of God is a person. It says in Isaiah, creation awaits for the manifestations of the sons and daughters. You know why? Because since when God declared in Genesis, there was no one that declared God's word. So creation have been hunger and thirst for the word of God to be released in the atmosphere. Yeah. And we are the church. We are the church. That's our duty. That's our call to speak into the situation, to speak into the atmosphere. And it will happen because God says creation awaits for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. When you see things happening in the nation, you don't want it to happen. Speak the word of God. When Ebola break in Sierra Leone, there was a lot of fear. Me and some couple of friends who went to the media and we start encouraging people and speak the word of God. God begins to change things in the atmosphere. The fear break off people. Hallelujah. The church needs to come back to the place of speaking. That's why they call the church talking church. We speak. You have to speak. You're walking on the street. People think you're crazy. Yes, it's okay. I'd rather be crazy and be free and change a nation than be crazy and sit down in one place doing nothing. Hallelujah. God is looking for crazy men and crazy women. They'll be willing to look crazy in the eyes of men, but change nation, change culture, change communities. The church has been too concerned too much about themselves. It's okay what people think about you. <laughs> Let me tell you, when, when revival fall in this place, <laughs> you will surprise what people will say about pastor. Oh yes, they're going to say a lot of crazy things. But it's okay. Tell you, no, but it's okay. Jesus said it shouldn't be different than what they say about me. If they say about me, they will say about you. If they didn't say about you, then something is wrong. Hello? Tell you, no, but it's okay to be crazy for Jesus. Hallelujah. And thirdly, the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ believes in revival. The mind of Christ believes in supernatural. 
The mind of Christ believing affecting the nation, affecting the government, cultures, the mind of Christ. The Bible says, have the mind of Christ. If we have to see revival, we need to have the mind of Christ. God is preparing the church for revival. And this is the mindset that comes in agreement with God to transform the nation, to transform communities. Hallelujah. The mind of Christ is a mind of peace. Jesus was not worried about what people say. No. Jesus said, what I do is what I see my father do. I heal because my father healed. So he was just following what his father was doing. So what the church needs to be doing now is to keep doing what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, preach the gospel. And now we have more opportunities now because you can preach here in the States and it's all over the world. That's why Jesus said, he said, you will do great things than me because I'm going to the Father. He who believes in me, the works that I do, you will do greater because I go to the Father. You will do great things for God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And my last point, don't be normal. Say to your neighbor, don't be normal. I've had a lot of people say, oh, I just want to be normal just like everyone. Have you heard that? I, I, I find out normal people never change anything. Have you experienced? People who are normal never change nothing. Hallelujah. If we're going to change the world, we have to be abnormal, supernatural. Hallelujah. Amen. We have to be abnormal, supernatural in Jesus' name. That's what will change. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands. I just want to release God's power right now. I want to release the anointing. I want to release the grace of God. Father, I prophesy over these people. I release in this church the revival that you've declared all this year, all this season. This is a new day. This is a new time. This is a new generation. I release revival. I release revival. I release hunger. I release new mindsets. I release the supernatural in the name of Jesus. Touch your people. Transform them, O oh God, for the glory of God. Thank you, Daddy, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. God bless you. Oh, man. You're, hey, you're not normal. Man, we like that. Hey, you're saying stuff we've been saying and we've been hearing. But we say yes to the word. Yes, we receive that word. I knew you would have a word from the Lord. God bless you. Can you come back sometime, man? Hang around with us. Well, in light of uh, the news of all that's happening in France and what's going on, I, I saw this in Fox News this week. It was, uh, the, the, the headline was, On the Brink, Christianity Facing Middle East Purge, they said within a decade, but then they said maybe even much sooner. And the report was how that Christians are being you know, slaughtered and having to renounce their faith and such. And, you know, I'm listening to this. You see what's happening in France. It's just a reminder that what you said, we need not yesterday. We need it yesterday, really. We don't need it tomorrow. We need it now. We must have a move of God. The answer to what 
France is facing, the answer to what America is going to be facing and is facing, and the answer to what you're facing is Jesus. He is the answer. And we get one final time to shout that name above every name and through all these nations of the earth. And I'm excited. You could have just kept preaching. There is a fire up here. We wrote under this carpet that there would be a fire that would perpetually, continually burn on this altar, and it will never go out. But the altar is not up here. There's the altar. Man, we want fires to never go out in this altar. And, um, man, it's going to happen. Hebrews 10, 37. Listen to this. I was praying this last night. Yet for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Then it says, now the just shall live by faith. And that's what I've been praying. Man, I wish you could have joined me last night on that platform. I'm praying, God, don't tarry. Don't tarry. The scripture says, now the just shall live by faith. Now, I know there's a time we have to live by faith. And we're not going to draw back, as uh, the scripture says. But we need him now. Say now. You think we can pray like that? Listen, he just said, we got to believe. He that believes in him, he that comes to him has got to believe. He that diligently seeks after him, we're going to find him. We've got to believe. We've got to have expectation. I read this this week. We must have an expectation to experience a move of God. But a move of God is going to create expectation. we got to have them both. For those that are lacking, when God moves, you won't have a choice but to expect. And we're going to just jump on it. Now, let me tell you, Rick Joyner was up here week before, was it last Monday? Week before Monday. Yes, we had leadership meetings. Rick had a dream. I told you last week I was going to share this dream. I've shared it with some of the people. But it's a word for us. He said, in the dream up here, he saw underneath the ground, the water was like it was charged. It was electric. It was like it was about to explode. The water was like energized. Now, what does the water represent? It represents the word. That the word of God that's been prophesied, been preached, been spoken, been prayed, been sung, all these things, the word right now is about to explode under our feet. I was praying last night, God, send a big angel with a big pick and break this ground wide open right now, Lord. I thought he was going to do it right then. I was ready just to go on up. I'm telling you, it's going to be like that at times, Joshua. We need a big pick. Break this stuff up. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, I tell you, we don't have a lot of time. That's another word. That is a thus saith the Lord. We got to work while it is day because night is coming when no man will be able to work. I remember Dr. Bill Hammond, was it 25 years ago? He said there will come a time in America, he said the world, there will be this uh, combination of radical Islam and Marxism dressed in one. And uh, there will be one of the greatest or most fearful things to ever come upon the earth. Well, Jesus talked about stuff like that. He said things are going to come on the earth that will cause men's heart to fear or to fail them. 
but not our hearts to fail them, right? Say, my heart's not going to fear. My heart's not going to fail. It ain't going to fail. We're going to believe God to the saving of the soul. Now, I want you to go over to uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. I believe I'm picking right up where our pastor friend left off, but we got to respond and we got to release something this morning. There's, there's, there's an army on the, on the rise. I'm telling you, the army of God's waking up. How many of you know that? This is not normal. It really, it don't even, if you believe it's normal, you're going to be, you're going to be shocked. It's not normal anymore. You got to believe. If you say you believe what you believe, you're going to be tested as to whether you really believe what you say you believe. Man, all the fluff is going to come off. And the sooner the better. It'd be better if the fluff comes off sooner so we can be on the front, on the cutting edge of what God's doing. I don't want to be behind. I want to be in the front. How many of you want to be? We're the head. We're not the tail. And um, this stuff planned for Moravian Falls, it's almost frightful. You know, if you just dwelt on that kind of stuff, you got to get beyond the flesh. And sometimes when you're all by yourself in the dark and you're thinking about stuff and you're seeing stuff, it's frightful. You might know, know what I'm talking about. When God shows up in your room, it's not like, oh, wow, so that's you, God. It's not like that. Now, when the devil shows up, I heard someone say, you know, they, the devil showed up in his bedroom. He looked over. He, oh, it's just you, devil. He rode back over and went to sleep. Now, that's different. But when God walks in the room, man, the ground begins to tremble. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Did you go to chapter 11? And then I want to go over into Acts chapter 2, and I want to speak some things. So you get it. Just think under your feet right now. There's water flowing. Oh, I didn't tell you the rest of that story. Rick said the only thing it reminded him of was, was Yellowstone National Park. How I many of you have been there? And when you go to Yellowstone, you know, there is uh, these underwater, underground geyser, and there, there's Old Faithful. You know, that consistent people come from all over to visit Old Faithful. And it's still, I've been there. I remember Old Faithful. But then you walk along this boardwalk, and, and there are spontaneous eruptions also coming out of the earth of this geyser. And, uh, you know, we need both. And that was the emphasis. We need Old Faithful, and we need the spontaneous. We need both kind of eruptions. In this hour, and he said that, and I, I remember reading about this, they discovered that if Old Faithful really erupted, it's a volcano, if it really tore loose, it would kill everything on the earth, you know, within just a matter of, of days or so. Something really unbelievable would happen. Then they found out, no, wait, we underestimated this. It's much more powerful than that. If that explosion happened, it would be the end of all things as we know it. Let me tell you, the word of the Lord that is under our feet, the word of the Lord that's in your heart, that our brother said in your mouth, if you'll speak it, it will cause some major eruptions in this hour. And that's why we got to speak it, preach it, sing it, prophesy it, proclaim it as if it's, there's no time left. And because there will be a time when there'll be no time left. And boy, I tell you, it's percolating. I can, hear, I can hear the rumbling. Can you hear it? There's a rumbling sound right now. I hear. Where are we? Yellowstone? How many of you ever been there? 
I was there as a kid. It was one of the things to do back in those days. I know it's boring probably now. This generation, they wouldn't go to somewhere like Yellowstone. But for me, it was pretty cool to go there and see all those geysers and all that stuff. All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Bread can be obviously the word. Jesus, the living bread. Look what happened. Missionaries cast the bread upon the waters, it landed over in Sierra Leone. And look what happened. Look what's come back to bless America in this hour with a thus saith the Lord. The word has come back after many days. Cast your bread upon the water. You will find it. You'll find it. You'll find it. Now, sometimes you find things just supernaturally, the spontaneous. I was thinking it's, it's a lot like Tyler. We prayed that God would raise up someone to you know, take uh, our other youth pastor, you know, place. And so Tyler is right over here on the, at the altar. And I thought, God, that can't be you. You can't. How could you answer a prayer like that? He's standing at the altar. He did. And now he's our youth, working with our youth. And I thought, you know, there's a spontaneous. But there's also that old faithful, planting the word, praying, being faithful, speaking, memorizing the scripture. Casting your bread, for you will find it after many days. I don't know how many, many days are. How many of you know? Sometimes you don't know. All I know is God is never late. How many of you? Is anybody in here says God was late? Anybody? No, it ain't over yet. The story's not over. You don't know. His timing is perfect. We sow the word. We scatter it. And God will cause it to come forth. There'll be a great harvest. You'll find it after many days. Give a serving to seven and also to eight. Seven's the number of what? Perfection, eight, new beginnings. I know this is also can be speaking about taking risk, you know, in, in a business or, you know, just reaching out, going for it. I think it means going the extra mile. Going the extra mile. Give it all you got. Listen, if there's ever been a time to sell out for Jesus, it is today. It is now. And there will be great reward for those who say goodbye to the world and they say yes to the will of God. It's going to be great reward. It's going to cost you. In fact, it will cost you everything. Everything. But you'll find it all. You'll, it's no fool to give up what he can't keep to gain what he cannot lose. And you've heard that before. You'll find it after many days. Give seven, a serving of seven and eight. And then what it says, it says, for you do not know what evil will be on the earth. That's kind of self-explanatory. We don't know, so we got to be working. Verse, uh, the next verse, three. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. There are major storm clouds right now on the horizon. How many of you know that? You don't have to be very, you know, I mean, it's just there. But there's also another kind of a storm cloud that's on the horizon. That we're not just a storm cloud, it's the cloud. It's a cloud. There are clouds. I know today it's, I don't know if there are many clouds. Yes, there are. I see some. Yesterday there wasn't any clouds. But I'm going to tell you in just a moment, I saw a cloud yesterday. And I'm telling you, it's going to come. And then he goes on. He says, if the tree falls to the south or north, or if they empty themselves upon the earth, in the place where the tree falls, there it shall lie. Some things are just going to happen. But he who observes the wind will not sow. If you're only looking at what 
the devil is sowing and doing around the world, then you're just going to call time out or take a retreat, take a break, or you'll be fearful or whatever. But as you, you do not know what is the way of the wind, that word wind is also the spirit. You don't know the way of the spirit. You don't know what God is doing, even though it may not make sense to you. And then look at the end of verse 5. For you do not know the works of God who makes everything. So just keep casting your bread upon the water. Does that make sense? Keep sowing. Hey, you guys, what is this? Just because you're used to me. You're shouting for him. You're going to sleep for me. Somebody shout. My goodness gracious. It's revival time. It's a time of a great awakening. A great awakening is coming to this land. I'm not settling for some church revival. I want to see the nations impacted with God's glory. Man, we're not here for some little bitty show. It ain't a show anyway. We want God to come demonstrate. I was telling him last night, God, redeem the honor of your name in the earth. This nation mocks you, God. Show up in the church one more time. Show the devil that you're in charge, Lord, and you're going to do it. And the devil that's in the churches, show up there too, Lord. I, I'll talk about that. But look at Acts chapter 2. Hey, look, man, all you got to do is stir them up. It works. Acts chapter 2. I got to release something here. Man, there's fire. We want more fire. I want, I want the kind of fire that's a raging fire. I heard a song yesterday, like a raging fire. Come on, come on. I don't know. It's probably not a Christian song, but it ought to be. It's like a, to me when I heard it, I said, that's a raging fire. Come on, come on, come whatever they're singing. I don't know. Probably some ungodly group singing, and I don't know, but it's a good word. We want the raging fire. Acts chapter 2. Let's just look at this kind of in review. Verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with all, they were all with one accord and in one place. And then look in verse 2, and suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. There is a sound right now being heard out of heaven. Now, there are some sounds on the earth. There's a sound coming out of France this morning. There's sound all over the media. There's a sound of men giving their interpretation and their commentaries. Do you know what? The wisdom of man is foolishness. Let's just agree. The wisdom of man is foolishness. It's all foolish. We don't need the wisdom of men. I don't know the commentators. Well, this is what's happening today. You don't know what's happening unless you know the one who's making it happen. So we got to have the wisdom of God. There's a sound coming out of hell. How many of you know that? Now, I know there's wailing and woes and gnashing of teeth, but there's another sound coming out of hell. It's a sound of alarm. It's a sound of worry. It is a woe because the... Hell can see what's happening in the church in this hour. They know something's happening. These guys are waking up. The devil, you know, he knows the word better than all of us. He knows the word. He knows what Jeremiah 51 1 says too. Thus says the Lord, I will rise up against Babylon 
as a destroying wind. And so Babylon, this system is going to arise, but then God's going to rise up against those who rose up against him like a destroying wind, and the devil knows it. You know, the word sound, in the Greek, it's echo, echoes. It's a loud, what it means, a loud or confused noise. When I, when I was a boy, I was amazed at echoes. Remember the first time, you know, you go in this cave. I forgot, maybe it was on the way to Yellowstone, but we were in a cave. I'd go, hello, hello, hello. It's pretty cool. Then I realized I was a kid, the echo sp spoke to you. I said, who are you? And he said, who are you, who are you? Who are you? I'm David, I'm David. I'm... Now what really would have been bad if you say, I'm David, I'm Mark, I'm Mark. Then you... you know what you do then? You run out of that cave. <laughs> As a kid, man, I'd have got out of that cave. But I was always intrigued. I, I, you know, wherever there was an echo. I was thinking about that. You know, there are many, well, not many. I don't know how many. I'll let God define it. But there are some prophetic voices. They are nothing but echoes of what other prophetic voices are saying. We don't want to be an echo. In fact, when somebody tells you what God's saying to you, I mean, it's good. We need that encouragement. But you should have the mindset is, okay, that's good. I want to know God's voice for myself. That's the reason for the prophetic. The prophetic stirs up that hunger to know God's voice for yourself. That's what it's all about. And that's what we want to be about. We don't want to just hear an echo. I want to know, thus saith the Lord. I, thus saith the Lord's happening. They, I remember, that's one thing I remember when I went to seminary. They said, where is thus, where are those voices who are saying, thus saith the Lord? I don't remember what class it was, but I remember I was in the back saying, I want to be one. I want to be one. I want to be one of those. I want to. And man, I'm going to. You know, it, it also means a roar. Echoes means a roar. Roar. That the lion of the tribe of Judah, he's roaring. It also can mean a rumor. We don't want the rumors. But there are rumors, wars, rumors of wars, those things. And then there's a sound coming out of heaven. Let me just remind you of this. 1 Kings chapter 18, you remember, verse 41, Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink. He said there's a sound of an abundance of rain. Now you remember what was happening. A drought. It was, everything was dry. And Elijah says, you better go tell Ahab. There's a sound of an abundance of rain. Ahab went up to eat and drink. Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel. Then he found this place and he bowed down, put his head between his knees. He's interceding. He's crying out. He's praying. And then he said, go up to his servant. Go up and see what you see. You remember? And so the servant goes up. He comes back. Nothing. So Elijah says, well, I hear the sound. Go up again. He comes back, what'd you see? Nothing, still a drought. Third time, go up, comes back, what'd you see? Nothing. Now, you know what would happen to a lot of Western Christians at that point? They'd say, well, it must not be God's will. I mean, I must have heard wrong. I mean, I've been interceding. I've three times, you know, three times, that's a lot. And so I've been knocking all this. It must not be God's will. Elijah didn't do it. He said, you go up again. He go up again, kept coming back, nothing. Sixth time, nothing. Seventh, seven means completion. 
He comes back. You remember what he said? I see the, the, a cloud the size of a man's hand. It's a drought. You're looking for rain the size of a man's hand. That it's not very big. It was big to Elijah. He jumped up. Man, he didn't pray. He, he said, that's it. That's what I'm looking for. You go tell Ahab, get ready. You better get ready, man. There's a flood coming before the rain comes. Hear the sound. And right now, God's raising up people that can hear the sound of heaven, that an awakening is coming. Yes, I know dark clouds are arising, but the glory of the Lord is arising over his people, and we got to get ready. Prepare the way of the Lord. It's not about anybody. It's, I was asking God last night, God, let me be a part of this. But even if I'm not God, it would have been worth it to believe and not see it, then not see it and not believe it. So God, I believe it, but I'm going to get to be a part of it. Because I felt as I was getting off that platform, he said, oh, you'll get to be a part, son. You ain't got, I didn't bring you here for nothing. I'm not dangling some promise before my people. I, my word is true. What comes out of my mouth is the word of the Lord. It never returns void. We prepare the way. And then there's, man, rain coming out of heaven. Hebrews. You know, let me read this. I'm, I'm going to. Wrap it up. Oh, it's only 1144. 44. I see 44 all the time. 44. Oh, it means a lot to me. Hebrews chapter 9. You know, some people say, you're not in the end of the age. You guys, man, everything's just like it's always been. You know, Jesus, it could be thousands of years. I, I can prove you it's the end of the age. In fact, it's not the end of the age. It's the end of the end of the age. How do you know that? Hebrews chapter 9. Speaking to the high priest, he enters the most holy place, verse 25, every year with the blood of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now it says once at the end of the ages. Listen, we're not at the end. We're the end of the end. Jesus has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. When did that happen? That's already happened 2,000 plus years ago. That was the end of the age, according to the scripture. Guess where we are? The end of the end of the age. This is it. This is what we've been created for. And then it says he will appear. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those he will appear. Those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Eagerly wait means to fully expect Listen, fully expect. We need expectation, but we need the move of God, and we'll have expectation. It's like a lot of the disciples now, they need to see God change water to wine so they'll believe again. Well, Lord, do it. Do it. There's enough of us that believe you'll do it. Do it for the other folks that don't believe anymore. Does that make sense? It stirs up our faith when he does stuff. God, answer prayers. I'm going to ask you. Same God I was talking to last night over there in that field. God, there are people in this room that have been asking you for stuff. I'm going to ask you as one of your sons, would you answer that prayer this week? And show them. And build their faith. God, cause them to explode with faith and belief. I know some are saying, well, what if it's not time for the answer to that prayer? 
God, move things on the earth and in their lives so it'll be time. You can do it. He's a God of time. Man, you and you, we could speak to the sun and the sun will stand still. In fact, when it gets, we're going to need that. When it really gets late and all this stuff is approaching, we're going to have to say, hey, sun, stand still. I ain't through yet. You know, we may need to do that. So does that almost sounds like you think you're somebody. I'm not anybody. But if God, God is everybody. And he's in us. And then there's a sound that, and that brought the multitudes, verse 6, and when the sound occurred, the multitude came together. I'm telling you, they are coming. They are coming. When they hear the sound, the Lord showed us there's going to be a harvest coming out of the left in America. We got to pray into that. I was praying this week. I know it's going to be... God's got to get their attention. It's going to be out of great weeping. But I was thinking, that guy on my left in that dream, I don't know that he came to the Lord or not. I just know that I, the Lord said, you be ready to give a reason for the hope. They're going to be looking for hope. They're going to realize everything they put their trust in was a lie. Some of them. But some of them won't, but I'm looking for a great harvest. There's a sound to bring the multitudes. And then there's a sound. Somebody needed to stand up and make a sound. That's what you said, verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the 11, raised his voice. What if Peter had sat down and done nothing? It would not have been what we read here in the Scripture. Somebody's got to stand up. you got to speak. you got to prophesy. you got to pray. you got to believe God. There has to be that old faithful. We need the spontaneous. We need the old faithfuls as well that will just Keep their hand to the plow. Does that make sense? Don't let go. Don't take it off. Man, we want to go for it. And then you know what happens. Verse 14 through verse 17, he stood up and he said, It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit in all places. Now, did he say it or did he not? He said it. Now, these guys, some of you have heard this. I want to just review four things. Four places where God's going to pour his spirit out. That's what we want to pray. Number one, in some very dark places. I can imagine what it was like, especially in Liberia with Ebola. Dark. God must have shown up over in your country because you guys were able to withstand and stand, and you have a testimony. God's going to show up in dark places. In fact, the darker it gets, we know, the brighter the light will be, Right? And then he's going to show up in some very dry places. There's drought everywhere in the spirit. It's coming a rainstorm. I see the cloud the size of a man's hand. But I'm telling you right now, it's bigger than the size of a man's hand. It's much bigger if you have eyes to see. And then he's going to pour out his spirit in some very dead places. Say dead places. You know, the, the Bible says, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. That's a good place to start. Just, you know, there's this zombie. There, there are people in America that have, they're interested in zombies. The zombie apocalypse. Zombies. You know that every, it's the real, they're already zombies. If you're without Jesus, you are like a walking dead man. 
according to the scripture. You were dead in your trespasses and sins, but he makes us alive in Christ Jesus. The zombies are all around us. The world doesn't have to get any more crazier. It's crazy. Folks are bizarre. They've, they're beside themselves. They've lost their mind. The antidote is Jesus. Life, life, abundant, eternal, real life. And he's the answer. And then there's a great outpouring that's going to happen in the middle of the devil's places. This is the one I like. You know that old song Martin Luther wrote, and though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us. He knew what he's talking about. We will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. Remember that? The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for his doom is sure. His doom. I'm enjoying reminding now the devil of his doom. Your doom is sure. How are we to react to devils? I heard... Uh, I heard an interview this week. This guy was interviewing a former Satanist. He'd come to Jesus. He's an evangelist, Ramirez or somebody. You may, I, I ordered his book. We'll see if we can get it around, but I want to read what this guy has experienced. Yeah, you were telling me about it. And, but anyway, the guy that was interviewing Ramirez, former Satanist, he said that a witch showed up in their church and, and a number of the people discerned it. And he had heard, and he believed God discerned. Anyway, there was a lady one Sunday. He was just sitting, and he said the lady behind him was one of the main intercessors, prayer warrior. When she prayed for you, the fire of God would fall on you. I mean, she was that kind of, she had connections, and she stood up choking. She could not breathe, and he said the pastor didn't do anything, so he, he knew what it was. It was witchcraft, and so he, he didn't point his finger, but he looked at the person that many had discerned was a witch and said, no, stop it. And you know what she did? She stopped it. And the lady started breathing again. She got her breath back. I was thinking about that story. You, you know what Ramirez said? He said, the devil is going to send Satanists in churches all across America. It's part of the plot, part of the plan. And Lord, how are we going to know these? I mean, you know, it's going to be really interesting. And I was thinking, what if there's a witch in here? I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. We got big vision here, big dreams here. We got stuff going on here. We're believing God for a great awakening to touch all these nations. It would be a perfect place for a witch to show up. So I want to address any witch. If you're here, I don't know which one it is, but if you're a witch, I want you to know, no. In the name of Jesus, we're under the blood of the Lamb of God. And I cancel your words. The Bible says any tongue that rises in judgment, we shall condemn. I declare your tongue condemned in Jesus' name. Your words have no authority here. You go in the name of Jesus or get saved. And that's our prayer. Because the blood of Jesus can save you too. 
You can get out. That's what this guy Ramirez was talking about. Man, when people are in Satanism, they're told they can't get out. They'll be killed. You can get out. Listen, somebody was killed for you 2,000 years ago. He died on the cross. If you're watching and you're dabbling in witchcraft, listen, you're dabbling with death. Get out of that in the name of Jesus Christ. We break that spirit off of you. You're loosed from that. You are going to be one of the Saul's that became Paul in the name of Jesus. Man, now how are we to react to devils? Well, first of all, we don't merely call devils devils. You, you, you go up to a devil, you're a devil. Yeah, hey, I know that. Now, wait a minute, now Jesus did. He, he said, you're of your father, the devil. Remember that? Same thing, you're of your father. And the deeds you do, you want to do because your father's doing those deeds. My people are doing my deeds because they know me. I mean, he did do that. And, but we're not also, we're not called to compromise with devils. 1 Corinthians 10, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the table of demons. Now get this one, we're not called to converse or to give any place to the devil. Now, this is where we got to pray. I read another article. Actually, Shirley sent it to me. My lovely wife, and she is. She gets prettier and prettier. Don't you believe the lie that says they don't get prettier and prettier? They do. They do. Man, it's pretty. Oh, I don't care. JT, you, you're going to be amazed. 30 years from now, you'll say, Kristen, I, you're the most beautiful girl. It's just amazing. It's a miracle. Anyway, she sent this. Listen to this. Feds spend $2.5 million on mindfulness intervention for kindergartners. Now, let me read the story. It'll make more sense. The Department of Education is spending up to $2.5 million to bring a mindfulness intervention to kindergartners in Chicago where kids can go to calm spots in the corner to watch nature videos. Now, listen to this. The National Institute of Health has spent $100 million studying new age meditation technique. And the education department has introduced now a calm classroom program into 3,000 schools across America. Mindfulness is a secular psychological mode involving non-judgmental focus on present moment sensations. And it's to show them how well-being and to grant, and you know, we do understand some of this stuff, it might be okay, but some of, listen, they want our kids to take what they call brain breaks in school throughout the day, at least three times a day. Our kids are always taking brain breaks. What are you talking about? I take a brain break. I, you do need that sometime. But they, want, they have a different purpose in mind. It says the program involves classrooms doing mindfulness activities three times a day. The exercises include guided breathing with their eyes closed, stretching, yoga, inspired poses, body scan visualizations, and social mindedness. You know what this is, folks? This is the new age coming out of the closet. They did it secretly. They said the Americans now have gotten so dull, they don't know what's happening. We're just going to bring it out of the closet and bring demons into the schools of America. 
And most churches will probably let it happen in their church schools. Some of them will. Because they don't know what's happening. Hey, kids, you need to take brain breaks. You need to visualize and sit back and take long, deep breaths. That stuff's baloney. It's not baloney. It's from hell. And the church in America needs to rise up and declare this is from hell. Our kids don't need brain breaks. Man, they need Jesus. We need prayer. That's the greatest brain break. Prayer in school again. This stuff's going on. So anyway, how are we going to respond to it? I was thinking, God, if you don't do one of two things, we're, we are, America is going to be an unbelievable spectacle to the nation. Either if he doesn't destroy us, or he doesn't send a great awakening. One or the other. We will become as Babylon a cage for every foul spirit and bird. A prison. Just like, that's Babylon. Because these, this will release demons to our children. On a mass scale. Demons. Dem the gates will be open. So what are we to do with demons? Not the only response. What do you think? Cast them out. That's it. There's nothing else. We're going to try to get along with one of them. Psychological, you know. May, maybe when you were a kid, you know, you, 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 you bet. I don't know. I'm just, I don't even, I'm thinking of it. Just cast the stupid thing out, man. Listen, Matthew chapter 10. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out out we ought to just be bold why don't we just pray in agreement that that program will foul up dry up foul up it won't work can we can we just do that in the name of Jesus father this program spending all this money father we pray that the funds somehow would dry up in the name of Jesus. And God, we pray, these seminars they're probably having with the teachers, getting them ready. God, we pray, everything will go away. It, it'll just mess up. We pray, God, it'll not work out. There'll be confusion in the camp of the enemy. That this plan will become null and void in American schools in the name of Jesus. And God, we ask you, let it backfire in their face. Instead of brain breaks, God, let our kids hunger for the living God again. When they hear the churches are on fire, let them ask their teachers, I heard something's happening at the church down the street. What's going on? Tell me what's happening. And if you don't tell me, I'm going to go there and find out myself. But God, we pray, do it in America again in the name of Jesus. And if there are any demons in this place, and you know there are, God, we take authority over them now. We break off demons of sickness, cancer, disease, spirits of infirmity in the name of Jesus. Witchcraft, we break it off of people. Judgments that are foul, that have been spoken against people, we break it off of them in Jesus' name. We cancel every demonic plot, plan, and scheme in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus is greater. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of every, every family, every son, daughter, our kids that are not here. God, they're under the blood of Jesus. We cancel 
Now every demonic plot against them to distract them and keep them from the will of God, we declare they will know the Lord. Isaiah 44 says, our children will write on their hearts, I am the Lord's, I am the Lord's, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Man, you know what? God is not a tickler of the ears. Man, he's, a, he's telling it like it is, and we want to too. But Lord, Lord, how do you end? I know what. I'm going to pray that the word that I spoke would erupt in you. What you going to erupt? You, what, you got a song or something? Okay, hang on there. You, I'm going to pray. How many, how many want an eruption of God's word in your spirit? Well, stand up. Stand up. You're going to pray this. I don't know what it looks like. People tell us there are angels visiting this property. They're staying. No, they're staying. And last night they were, I didn't see any angels, but it didn't matter. You know, you don't have to see to believe. You believe regardless of what you see. But we need some eruptions. The word, prophecies that have been spoken. How many of you, there have been promises on your life that are unfulfilled? Man, there's a whole bunch of us. There's words, promises, prophecies. I'm going to pray this, and we're going to have a time around the altar, but Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray for an eruption of the word of God that's been spoken over your people, every son, every daughter, every man, woman, every child, everyone, promises, prophecies, God, things that you said, Lord, about us. We pray now. Those angels that are here come now with big pitchforks and break up whatever needs to be broken up. If it's our stony heart, break it up. Break it up. Break up the fallow ground. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you didn't give that dream to Rick for nothing. You gave it to him for us. So, Lord, we pray under this ground there would be eruptions, eruptions of the Spirit. We, we, we want both. Oh, faithful and the spontaneous. Erupt in this soil. Come forth. Word of the Lord over the people. Word of the Lord. There's an army. I declare you're free. You're part of the army. In the name of Jesus. Rise up. You have a calling. You have an anointing. You, have an, you can raise the dead. In fact, James, you're going to be the first one. I'll call you up here and you be with us. They said we're going to raise the dead here. All right? James, Joshua's in on it too. He, he said, I'm stepping into this. All right? You, you want to be a part? You show up that day. Oh, goodness. Help God when they bring them in dead. You better know you believe Jesus. I'm telling you, you better have the real thing. You better have Jesus. Oh, God. God, give us faith. Stir up faith. 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 Lord, our youth, stir up faith in our youth. Believe you for big things. In the name of Jesus. Big things. Big things, God. You're a big God. Yes, God, do it. Oh, God, break out here. And, Lord, thank you. Revival is ongoing. It's ongoing. We're not looking for one event. We're looking for the God who rules and reigns over every event. He is the event. He's the main event. 
That's why you have revival when you go out today. You're bringing the main, you are the main event. You're the child of God. You're a son and daughter of the living God everywhere you go. It's the main event. Even if it's at McDonald's. It doesn't matter. Oh, goodness great. There's fire up here. Jesus. Now, if you don't know Jesus, don't go out of here without Jesus. Don't leave. Man, this is not the time to be wondering, doubting. You're watching by web stream. You can know that you know without any shadow of a doubt that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He died for you. He rose from the dead for you. If you call upon his name, you will be saved. You have to come. You repent. You say, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Christ Jesus died for sinners. And you just respond to him. You say, Jesus, come in. Forgive me. I, I, can we all just pray that prayer in case there's someone? Man, anybody want to know him? First of all, anybody saying, man, I don't know if I know him. I need you to pray for me. I want to know that I know him when I leave here today. Anybody? I know that. Most of us might know the Lord, but you never know. How about if anybody said, I don't know if I'm on fire like I ought to be. I've been lukewarm. I need fire. Okay, we'll pray for that. Man, let me let the fire. And if you don't know Jesus, the fire will burn. Yep, you have nowhere to go but to Jesus. So, Lord, do it. Do it. But just pray this out loud. Dear God, I need you. I believe in Jesus, that he is the Son of God that he died on the cross and he rose from the dead. Forgive me of my sin. I turn my life over to you. I repent. I say, come Jesus into my heart. And now Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Set my soul on fire. Forgive me for any lukewarmness. And now let a flood a fire like a raging fire, consume me and fill me and use me as one of your sons and daughters in the name of Jesus. Now, some of you need to tell the devil to go. I can tell him to go, but you need to. So you think about the demons that have tormented you or they just are there. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just, they're there. Does that make sense? You, you say it. You say it. In the name of Jesus, Satan, go from my life. You have no authority. I'm a blood-bought child of the king. My sins are under the blood. And I am the righteousness of God. And as I draw near to God, and I resist you, you must flee. Now flee from my body from my mind, from my family, from my children. Flee! You have no more place here. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. In the name of Jesus. Hey, we're going to have our ministry team come on up and we're going to pray for folks. is but it was it doing something more 
people, some of my friends from South Africa didn't know what it was, so I pulled up a live webcam, and it was very calm and very calm, but when you started saying erupt, erupt, it started shooting off, and then the uh, spontaneous uh, geysers also started shooting up. So I took some screenshots, I'll show you what, what was happening when you said erupt, and then see my goosebumps are just, it's like the Holy Spirit just started shooting all, y'all started spontaneously erupting. So the earth is rejoicing, and, yes. and the earth is in tune with us rejoicing to the Lord. You can see it. There's smoke all over Yellowstone right now. Lord, thank you for doing that in the natural. It's a sign of the Spirit. It's a sign. Hey, our ministry team's going to be around here. Oh. Hey, listen, can our guys be at the doors? We want to take an offering for missions today. Oh, yeah, she's going to sing, too. I'm going to let her come up here and rip. But we, our guys will be at the doors. This, this offering, I don't know if it'll be enough to hate, take care of Sierra Leone and buy a truck, but we're going to make it stretch. Lord, stretch it. We ask for a miracle in this offering for missions. All that goes in these buckets at the doors will go to missions, okay? Josh, Paul, Feeding the Poor, and Sierra Leone. Amen? Come up and sing, and we're just going to have fun at the altar, pray for people. God bless you guys.